Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Yo, before we really get started, uh, we want to welcome, of course, our loyal listeners. Hits 101, which is now a part of the Spears and Steinberg team. Uh, so to all you new listeners and hopefully loyalists, uh, welcome. Yeah, and make sure you Hits 101 people are checking out our, uh, our the, the podcast itself. You can go find us on any of the streaming platforms. Google, Amazon, Apple, Anchor. Uh, Spotify, all that shit. Make sure you hit subscribe because as our content continues, we're going to have uh, content that won't be available on Hits 101 because we're going to be doing that on Thursdays or Fridays. Exactly. So, uh, And also, uh, always hit us up through email, Spears 45 at Hotmail. Uh, anytime you want to drop some knowledge or talk some shit, uh, to have it read on the podcast. Yeah, I'm andycomedy.com, uh, and you can find all my social media on my podcast, on my uh, webpage, and you can also get me at funnyhappens at gmail.com. Okay, now that we got the foreplay out the way, let's fuck. Hey, y'all, uh, Spears and Steinberg, the kike and the Negro uh, here. Oh, you got to watch with the kike, because the guy got in a lot of trouble for the kike. Who? Some basketball player. We don't need no stinking badges. I don't give a fuck, but I hear you. Anyway, no, I don't. I don't understand what the big. Listen, we have had enough conversation on that. Right? We'll, we'll get to it eventually. We in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we did not go to the Lexington market. Yeah, no, well, we was done. I, and you know, it, here's what's crazy, um, because of COVID, and and I thought we we've seen everything. I'm sliding this over a little yeah. bit towards you. Uh, because of COVID, we thought we saw everything, and we've done so many clubs, particularly. The funny bone and the improv with the plexiglass prison separation uh, uh, layouts. But this is the first time we've performed in Baltimore where they actually had a giant size plexiglass in front of us. So it was either we talk with the ninja masks on or we talk and stay in front of this giant plexiglass human condom. 
Um, and I wish I could give you guys a visual on this to see how goofy this shit was, but it was what it was. We looked like we were in a fishbowl. If you absolutely, at it. but it lended itself to good comedy because uh, I I said at one point, hey y'all, I want to do an impression for you. Tell me what I am, and I used my my fingers to tap on the glass, and I did the. And everybody was like, what the fuck is that? I said, I'm a rat crawling across the pastries at the Lexicon Mall. And they loved it. It was That was so funny, man. It's something about when you abuse people's city and they know that parts of their city should be abused. They fucking love it. So, you know, here we are, baby. Um, you also used it to do the joke about uh, every... Oh, I said, uh, here's, here's the scene from every black... Depression, depression scene in every black ghetto movie, and of course I played the nigga behind the glass, going, "Mama, baby, you be strong. I know you're doing fifteen to twenty years, but you be strong, Mama." And that went over well too. That killed it. Um, but uh, because we didn't go to Lexington Market because uh, there's some issues. Um, I don't know if they're cleaned up or not, but I don't need to know about that. Uh, right. We found the spot from diners. Drive-ins and dives, Jimmy's Seafood. And listen, if you ever come to Baltimore, this is one of the ones you have to go to. Andy kept telling me about it, and at first I was resistant, and we ate at Phillips Seafood, uh, which is right down the street from our hotel, and that was good. But once we went to Jimmy's and I saw the the logo, I went, it hit me. I said, yo, nigga, I know this place. And this shit, oh, oh, it was so good. The crab cakes, like all crab, all crab, crab, big, big chunks of crab meat. Uh, it, crab. It it was plastic surgery, LA titty size, and it was delicious. Dude, did you like the soup? That soup that you got? You, normally, when I fuck with soup, I fuck with New England clam chowder. But this was a mix between some sort of, I forget what the exact crab term. Crab bisque. Crab bisque. And then a crab something. Soup. Something with a tomato base. But the mixture between the tomato base and the cream with the crackers. Yo. Yeah. It was Jimmy's, good. y'all. It's, it's, it's fucking. And, and you know it's good when a lot of niggas is there. Because, you know, when we come for the seafood, there's certain things in Merlin that when we come for we put the official stamp on it. Jimmy's is fucking fantastic. Did you know it's only white folks were working there, though? Yeah, white people were serving black folks. Most of the staff was white, and the, the fucking the, uh, the customers yeah. were black. Ah, yes. The tables have turned. The white folks are serving the niggas. This is a different time and space. It's time for me to commit suicide. I can't believe this is happening. Negroes being served by white folks. Something's wrong here. But fuck it. It is what it is. Either way, they pay and the white man keeps the money. So no matter what, it's white tricks to keep white money. There it is. Uh, but Jimmy's is the, is the place, man. Jimmy's is, is official, y'all. Jimmy's. Now, let's. should we dive right in? Yeah, we got to get in. All right. Because uh, we're recording this late on Sunday after we did all of our shows. Yeah, nine shows in Baltimore. Um, and we running on fumes, but we're going to give the people what they want. Um, 
And I know a lot of people want us to talk about what we're going to talk about, which is coming to America, too, because that's been the big hype. But before we get into that, and I had to tell Andy to watch this, of course, one of my favorite shows, which I always talk about, Real Time with Bill Maher. And he had Megyn Kelly on. And Megyn was basically saying something about how the school system, the school system, she took her kids out of school. Because the school system is putting so much pressure on young white children to identify themselves as white supremacists if they're not the right kind of white folks. And, uh, but be, you know, that's I know that's what you got out of that for the most part. No, I got, but there was other parts in there. It wasn't just about white folks, there was also black kids that have, taken, uh, have been taken out of school because of the. They felt that they were aggressively trying to question. Well, there was their... one example that she gave from her "quote unquote" air quotes black friend. Yeah, yeah. Now that this is yeah, this is where we okay will agree a hundred percent. Okay, so so so, do you want to dive in with your first point, or do you want me to? Uh, I want you to, but I just want you. To, I just want to make sure that it didn't start off the 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 initial conversation wasn't black and white. No, but 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 it, but it was whatever more... the initial conversation was. It was the appetizer to let's get to the main meal, which is that's what it was about. Well, what what some of the people had taken their kids out of school for was that they felt that the the uh, the question the, the children at a young age, like we're talking, what were they saying, five, six, seven year old kids, eight? I think kids, so. Yeah, they were asking the kids about their sexuality and how they felt about their sexuality. And wasn't it a gender thing? Yeah, but whether because they wanted to know if they felt that the children, you know, were relating to a transgender lifestyle at the age of six right. or seven or eight. Right. And that's what that's where it begins. Which, of course, she felt was too heavy for kids of that age. Kids of that age. And and listen, I don't want to seem like I'm picking sides like one should be validated over the other. But I could kind of see her point as far as that goes. Be- because again, the struggle between race in America and and black and white and kids and all of that, that's that's I don't know, I j- it just seems like that's more of an important fight. Not to, not to try to demean uh, the gender issue, but again, historically, um, that just the gender thing just got added to the to the list of many things to be concerned about. While, while the black and white issue has always been on the table, that's always been on the menu. Well, and with the gender idea as well, I mean, when you're five to eight years old, I don't know that you know that. I mean, you know boys and girls because they say it, but you don't know the differences between boys and girls at that age. Do you, when you're five, six years old? I don't, I don't think that's something you're thinking about. Yeah, I don't think you're understanding that part of you at that moment. And I think that was the point that Bill Maher and Megyn Kelly were trying to make, is that uh, that, uh, that agenda is a little early. It's arriving a little early in the school. It's a little aggressive for the, for the age group. Right. So that, that was, that, that's what they, where they started. And I just wanted to get that so that this didn't sound like she just. But again, her her thing was her thing was, you know, teaching my kid basically teaching my my kids about race in America, and based on white guilt and based on history and based on things that have been done, let them be six, let them be seven, yeah. let them be young and innocent before we start making them have to deal with racial issues. And here was my problem with that. I don't think that there's ever an age 
too early to teach your kids to do the right thing, to think the right way, to recognize what's right and wrong in terms of this country's biggest sin, which has been race. Because we know that racist people teach their kids just as early about how to hate and how to discriminate and how to commit acts of violence. So you mean to tell me there's a there's an age that you de- that you deem it's too early to teach your kids about how to do the right thing? Well, I, that's that's total bullshit to me. But that wasn't the that wasn't the first thing on the agenda. First of all, I want to say that the kids at the schools were between the ages of eight and nine uh, that they were talking about on the transgender education. So I don't I want to make sure I get that right because I did have that in my notes. I actually took notes for this, you guys. Um, but what you're talking about, when they first mentioned race, it was with uh, six-year-olds and writing an objection letter to the Cleveland Indians over their mascot. That was the, that's what she was talking about. In the yeah. Uh, do you think six-year-olds should be writing objection letters that they don't even understand what an objection letter is to the Cleveland Indians? I don't know, but they should be taught about why there's an issue. That Let's w- teach them about why there's an issue. That would be fine, but to 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 write letters explain. I guess that helps them in the structure, the idea of it by writing the letter. But to make them, uh, listen, I, I'm very I'm very concerned with the idea of presenting somebody at six years old with the idea of the objection letter, who might not even understand what they're objecting to. I think I'd rather teach the kids without making them write letters of the objection. I, I, would li- I would like the educational part. First of all, and I think you will agree with this, the education system to actually understand uh, America's original sin, the greatest sin that we've had here, is not taught in school properly. And I think it should be. Yes, that should be number one. Let, let's understand what the beef is. But number two, the accomplishments of black people in this country and what they lent to this country even before they could get credit for it. That's not being taught in the schools. There's many, many of the inventions, many of the things that people uh, in the black community have, have built for this country, and they're not getting recognition for it. Um, I, I'd like to go all the way back to sports. and I mean, there should be a discussion about uh, the, uh, the Negro Leagues. Listen, I know some people might hear this and think, oh, see, this is what cancer culture is. And I'm, as a comedian, uh, I'm all against cancer culture because I think so much of it is horseshit. But uh, let's not dismiss legitimate beefs. Black people have always had a legitimate beef in this country. Native American Indians have a legitimate beef. And I know that historically, our beef has always superseded theirs. And I'm not here to say whether it should or shouldn't be or what's right or wrong, because everybody's legitimate beef should be addressed. But when you talk about uh, having a problem with the mascot that's the Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins, I don't want to be the guy to demean or try to lessen how Native Americans should feel because I think they have a legitimate beef. And I'm not here again to say that our beef, black people's beef, slavery and all of what we've endured should supersede theirs. But in terms of racial sensitivity, in terms of righting wrongs. Yeah, it should be taught. It should be in the curriculum. It should be white kids should be educated to know, hey, man, y'all need to know some shit. Y'all need to know what's right and wrong. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't think there's a there's an age that's too early for you to be educated on how to do the right thing. I, I don't think the problem was the education. I think it was the actions that they wanted 
to um, – first of all, let, let, let's, let's stay with the Cleveland Indians for a second. Uh, you said Washington Redskins, and you said Cleveland Indians. Listen, uh, I'm not – I'm going to be splitting hairs. Cleveland Indians and Washington Redskins, where the Redskin is actually – uh, that that is way more derogatory into the idea of what what that is about. That's about scalping. That's about uh, different things. The Indian mascot, I understand it, but it's definitely not the same kind of offense. And when you said American, you just said Native American Indians. They're Native Americans. They're not Indians. Indians are from India. They're First Nations. They're the the the, the people from this land. So they're not Indians. So it's, when you talk about the educational system, that's something that gets missed. They're not Indians. So the, the the gripe on the Indians is the, the the whole idea of what that is, and it's cartoonish, and that's that's a different. Uh, but one is one's. I'm not going to say one's worse than the other. It just it, it looks worse to me. Uh, I'm I, I had more problems with the Redskins than I did with the uh, the the Cleveland Indians, um, and I don't know if that's fair. I, I don't know if it's fair because I'm not an, uh, I'm not Native American, and I would like to bring that to the point. To what me and you really agree on is that if they're going to have any conversation like this, where are the people that represent that side of the argument? Right. I, I don't need to hear Megan Kelly and uh, and it's coming from a woman who caught flack because she basically thought that white people for Halloween being in blackface was okay. She didn't understand. She didn't know. So that woman who doesn't understand that let's let let's let's not make that the issue right now in this conversation. She didn't understand that. Let's make that the issue. She didn't understand it. Yet she thinks she can be the spokesperson for this issue on 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 racial tensions and racial problems in this country with Bill Maher. And I, my biggest question is, I wanted to see a Native American voice represented. I wanted to see a black voice represented. And all black people don't speak for all—a black person doesn't speak for all black people. That is definitely true. But I know Megyn Kelly does not speak for black people at all. But that's not her place or her point. And I know that I hang out with uh, a number of black people throughout my uh, daily, daily business. And I can't speak on it. I would never, I would never dream of speaking for uh, a black American idea. I would let that. I would let that go to someone who I, I would defer to you or anyone else besides myself. Well, I'm in agreement with you that there has to be a black voice to be a count point, a count counterpoint, a point, counterpoint. Yeah. Um, and listen, I understand what Bill was trying to say when he said there are so many white people that are feeling like they are being put in a corner. And for lack of better words, bullied into being made to feel like they're automatic white supremacists or evil people uh, with finger pointing and accusations when it's like, don't make me out to be this person that I'm not. So I don't want to sit here and make light of what he's saying because I kind of get where he's coming from in terms of just because I'm white doesn't mean I'm automatically this. I'm automatically that. I automatically think this way and feel this way and act this way because that's wrong to do that to anybody. But it also makes me go to see two white people argue about or or have a conversation about being made to feel like victims and like, oh, feel sorry for me. We're being made to feel like victims now when it's like, come on, man, people of color have been made to not feel like victims, but be victims for so long. And no matter how much we've been actual victims, white America has gone, I don't give a fuck. 
Like Dave Chappelle said, when is this country ever given a fuck about how you feel? So it's, it's like, you know, it's a delicate thing because I'm going, I understand where he's coming from. But to see two white people have a conversation about feeling victimized without a black person or any person of color to give a point counterpoint. What do you want? My sympathy? No. And when and when she used the term my friend and and which sounds always like the cliche, my black friend. But here's here's the letter. And this is what Bill Maher was talking about. The letter from the school on race said killer cops sitting on every school where white children learn. White children left unbothered, snuffed out black lives with no uh, consequences. Is it consequences? She said, I can't even read my own writing. Uh, but that's what they're giving. That's what they're giving to the. That's what they want right. the kids to read. Do you think that? Do you think a six-year-old to nine-year-old that that is? Do you think that? Okay, as as six as and let me put it this way, as a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old child to play together, children. That they have no animosity towards each other. Do you think that this is helpful or unhelpful? And that's my question. That's where I'm lost in this. And when you say children who play together, regardless of color, regardless, they're at school. They're having. They're they're, they're just being kids. kids. Is this is this how this should be interjected into the conversation, or should it be? Th- th- my question is: if I if I'm making someone re- what they were, I think what Bill Maher was trying to convey. If I'm making those kids feel responsible, we're already we're, we're starting from a negative point. Instead of being a point where, as children, don't we all get along? Uh, how that, do we that, move that, forward? That, that's such a noble idea. I, the, I, the idea of, hey, kids are innocent. They, they don't know anything about race un, until they're taught about race. And if we just put a bunch of kids together without them being taught anything about race or any of the things that you know can poison a kid's mind, just let them be. No, no, I'm not saying let them be. No, no, but what I'm okay. saying, but what I'm saying is. Just let them be. This idea that they could just coexist without the bullshit is a noble idea. And in theory, that can work that way. But the reality is, as they get older, as they're at home, in privacy, with their parents, with, with, with the people that they're influenced by, eventually they get taught these things. Eventually they get influenced by their parents. I would say influenced better than taught, but I, I don't think people realize how how easy it is for kids to pick things up either. Okay, but either way, yeah. why not take the responsibility of going, you know what, I know you're young. I know you shouldn't be thinking about this. I know at six, seven, whatever years old, this shouldn't be something you, that you should even have to deal with. But the reality is, this is America. Yeah, This is the history. But So let me teach you now about what's fucked up and what's dark so that you can do the right thing so that when somebody comes and tries to poison you with the bullshit and with the racism and the negativity, you've been taught better and you're prepared to go, no, I know that's not right. But I, I know what I should be doing. I know, what, I know what's right in terms of how to behave, how to think. Now, I agree with you, and that's why I'm saying I think that should be part of the curriculum. There should be educated. This should be part about being educated properly. But when you say to a kid who's nine years old, uh, there is a, a racist killer cop sitting in every school, 
now now the now the cop that comes to the school is he erased is every cop sitting at every school well, find the middle ground Th- that's all i'm saying i think that this is a little over exaggerated uh, is what i'm saying i want kids to be taught properly i want them to understand that this country has made nothing but mistakes and then continue to make more mistakes and not have taken care of minority communities the way that they should have and when i say taken care of i mean give them the equal and fair treatment that they deserved and and you know what? That's what I'm saying. Like when we both agree, if there was a person of color there who could have said that, find the middle ground. Right. But but when you don't have a person of color there and you got Megan Kelly going, Well, my black friend is just as offended. Well, that your black friend might be a coon. He might be a sellout. So if 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 it's convenient for him to think how you think without 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 giving any recognition to the reality of race in this country, well, then how convenient for you to well, support your narrative. But at the end of the day, if we're being realistic about what it is, then come on, man. Well, and then let me let me finish that because I didn't finish the whole thing that they said uh, snuffed out black lives with no consequences. Black bodies drop like flies uh, by violent white hordes. Now that's the letter. That's the letter. That that is a little. I would think that's an aggressive for an elementary school a kid. For black and white kids to hear being stated that way, but say that last part again. Black bl- bodies, black bodies dropping like flies by violent white hordes. And you think that's what for black kids to hear? That's black kids and white kids are going to the school. This is the letter that goes out. To I know, kids. but when you just said that, you think that's a little aggressive for black kids to hear? For a six-year-old kid to hear? How it was Tamir Rice when he got killed? Uh, would it, if he read this, would it have changed what happened to Tamir Rice? No, no. But whether he reads it or not, the reality is when you say that statement, black boys drop like flies, flies. and you go, "That's a little aggressive for a young black child to hear." He was a young black no, no, child no. that dropped like a fly. I'm talking about in this particular school system. Is that is that how you want to address this? For why all, not? All that's, the children. That's the reality. So all black kids are dropping like flies. You, wh- why does it have to be all? One is enough. Well, it said black. Okay, black bodies. Okay, I'll one give is that enough. To you. Black bodies dropping like flies. How well, many black bodies got to drop before you take it serious? The insu- by when you say dropping like flies, that means. Hundreds, uh, but thousands. One is one should be I, enough. I'm not disagreeing with that. One is the hundred. But we're not. But if we said if we brought up a list, I would take a list. I'd rather if I was going to teach kids this way, I would rather show examples of what have happened to kids and explain to them. I, what so when to you kids. say examples, you need a hundred hundred examples. No, no, no. To I, make you only point? need one. You made a great point right now. It's okay, a well, then that's enough. But that's that's which is even more reason why white kids at an early age as possible as early as they can comprehend. But I'm, that's Teach what I'm asking you. Is a six-year-old comprehending that? Yes. Because if a six-year-old can comprehend hate, and when they're taught by their, their white supremacist parents or white KK parents to say nigga and, and be racist, if they can comprehend that and execute that, then they can execute love and the right thing to do and the right way to behave. But – are you saying that that school has KKK parents in it? Are you saying that the kids? We don't know if they do. No, we don't. But j- just to cover our asses, okay. In case they do, start them young. Teach them the right way immediately. I, I, I would not disagree with you, but I don't agree that this structure of the way that this is written out does anything. To, does benefits children? I think there's better ways to educate children. What better way than early? No, there's nothing about so it. Early. You, so let me just be clear. Do you have a problem with the language? The language. So the part about 
black bodies dropping like flies. You have a problem with the that. The letter from the beginning to the end. I w- I'm asking you about that specific part. You have a problem with that part of the language? Um, by violent white hordes, I think that that makes the white kids in that same room looking at their black their black kids in the same class as they're the they're the they're the that makes them the violent hordes because they're not as at six years old. How do you differentiate between the violent hordes and and maybe the friend that you have that sits across from you? Well, then that depends on how it how it's taught. But but, but is, nonetheless, let let's not let that line. Black bodies dropping like flies seem like that's something that's too much. Well, do you think that if, as a black child that you want to feel like you're you, like if you go out of the house or that your neighbor across the right across the way is the one who's going to take you out? Maybe not, but we have to be aware of everything. You have to be aware, but I'm asking you is is the way that this is the way that I'm asking you is I agree this needs to be taught. Is this do you think that this is the right language for a six-year-old or do you think that it could be the curriculum could be done in a way that's positive and moves the uh, conversation forward that's my question i don't agree with this now here's here's how uh, bill marred he said that's all hyperbole and the definition is an exaggerated statement of claims not meant to be taken literally and I, when i read this i looked at this and i said no this is to be taken literally but it's to also but it's to be understood by people that could uh, with enough and enough, a, a higher level of intelligence that they could work through this than a six-year-old. As a six-year-old, I don't think that you get this the way that you it, it needs to be taught to a six-year-old. Again, I, I believe a six-year-old can get whatever you teach them to get because I've I've seen the photos and we've all seen the historical photos. Kids as as, as young as six, seven years old in KKK garb. But this isn't kids. In KKK garb, this is your kid. This is your friend Jimmy sitting next to your other friends, and you're looking at them. And now we separated these kids because we we, we call them violent white hordes. To explain to now, I know that sounds extreme when you hear it, but but to explain it to kids would be different than it is just to send this letter out to the kids. Listen, I, I, again on paper when you hear it, violent white hordes. Well, how that, that, how else would the kids hear it though? But but that way, I know it sound I know it sounds like a lot. But at the end of the day, like I said, find the medium. But but don't don't escape accountability. I'm not escaping the accountability of this, and that's why I said I, I'm I not saying I, I didn't like Bill. Maher's, people like Megyn Kelly are, yeah, but I didn't like Bill Mars saying that it's hyperbole because, like you just said, uh, there are kid, uh, uh, black bodies drop like flies. You just you even said that that is you. That's more of a true statement than a non-true statement, correct? Yes. So then it's not hyperbole. Well, and what so, does hyperbole mean? Uh, exaggerated statements of claims not meant to be taken literally. Okay. Well. So, so what I'm saying is, if, if if these two people that are adults can't reason through this, like me and you are trying to reason through this, because I, they both feel like victims, and they both feel like they're being bullied, and and again, that's that's the state where we're in, where. White people are saying enough is enough. Megan we're tired of feeling like we're, we're, we're bullied into being white supremacists, evil people. And I mean, look, anybody with a shred of common sense knows not all white people are evil. Not all white people are white supremacists. But this idea that white people are starting to feel like victims of being bullied, harassed, made to feel a certain way. Well, guess what? We've been going through that since forever. 
felt made to feel like we're all drug dealers and junkies and we're violent and we're this and we're that. When again, we've been the victims of so much of that shit, violence and bullshit rhetoric and accusations and adjectives. So come on, man. Well, like, what do you want me to do? We, we want to play a violin and go, oh, poor white people. No, I don't think anybody's at. Well, I don't know how you interpreted what they did. Uh, I would like to tell Megyn Kelly and Bill Maher, this has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with our society. And if you feel like a victim, then you need to check what, what, what problems you have in your own house. This isn't, this isn't you. This is about making things different and making change. I don't think this is the right way to go at a six-year-old. I just think that there's a better way that we can communicate to six-year-olds so they don't see themselves. To make this change, we need to see ourselves differently. I, I, I think some of that language comes off intimidating. And there are some white people who want to use that as an excuse to go, that's too much. So what you want to do? We want to do. You want to change the language? You want to you want to Disney up the language? No, we we can do that. We can play that game. I, we 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 could we could we could have the same drive to the same point, but put a, a make the language a little bit softer, knowing that ultimately the goal we're trying to accomplish is the same. It, I, and I would say that's how I kind of look at it. Except I think there's a different way to communicate with kids that haven't displayed any signs of, of, of racist behavior um, and get them on board on being the right kind of people that we need to move forward instead of saying this is your these are your two options. I think we have I think our children have a better life ahead of them and I would like to see it made sure that we we talk to them we explain to them we educate them the proper way I'm not saying this isn't proper I think a, I think a, a, I think someone who's 11 12 13 14 could reason through this I think this is fearful for someone who's six if I heard that I, I was part of a white horse or it, that I, black I, children are dropping like flies I would be scared of that I think it's fearful for anyone who's white to have to deal with with that because of the harsh reality of what it is. I, and, and one thing we've known about white America is that whenever it's time to look themselves in the mirror about the realities of this country and this history and what they, what their ancestors have done and what so many of their people to date have done, no one wants to accept responsibility and no one wants to take accountability. It's much easier, easier to say, I'm not like that. That's not me. And run in the other direction. But you are using that example of everything you just said was of an adult. I'm looking at you're saying an adult says that they don't want to take responsibility for an adult says this. These are six year old kids. They're not kids that are taking responsibility for this. They have no reason to be taking responsibility. How, for this. how ironic that even the adults act like children when it's when it comes time to take responsibility. But that's not what this is. This is actually what it is. This is not the way. If I was, if I had a, and I can't say this, if I, as a, as a Hispanic person, if I read this different and said Hispanic bodies are dropping like flies, I wouldn't want my kids, my Hispanic kids, to hear that, because I wouldn't want them to feel like they're going to go to school and they're going to be killed by this cop that's at the school that day. Mom, I don't want to go to school. There's a cop there. They're racist and. Uh, but are Hispanics dropping like flies at the at, by cops? Hispanics, you don't think Hispanics are getting killed? I'm not saying they're not, but do you think that Hispanics are dropping like flies historically and currently at the same rate as black people by cops? 
You think Hispanics historically are going that? by the same rate? There's more Hispanics than there are uh, than there are blacks in this country. You don't think that they're suffering the same? No, I don't. And I, if you want to show me the numbers on that, I have to do a little research. The, well, then do the research let's, first let's, uh, before you make what, the claim. What, when we talk about racism, what, what is all the, the kids being separated at the border? What are all the okay, kids? Okay, but where, we're talking about a recent you know, event. That is a recent event. We're talking about a recent event. We're talking about historically from historically the Hispanics haven't been welcomed here. Their country was taken away from them, and we Andy, live in I it. I don't want to get into a debate with you about again who suffered more. I, I, again, show me the numbers. Mine isn't about who suffered more. Uh, but, Mine was, I simply said okay, that I, I wouldn't I, want this for a, for a Hispanic kid. You shouldn't want it for any child of color. But the reality is what we want and what we know is right for all people, that doesn't apply to all people. It's been specifically applied to us. Okay, but again, you're missing what I'm trying to say. I'm saying as a child at school... I don't want to make them feel like they go to school and because there's a cop at the school that they feel endangered at the school. You don't want what kids to feel that way? Any kid to feel that way when they go to school. Okay, but when you, again, that's what I'm saying. You say any kid. Theoretically, you're right. Any kid. But let's deal with the reality. Does any kid, are we talking about any kid or specific kids? What, what, what kid? I just said Hispanic kids to make the point because I can't speak for a black parent. And you can speak for Hispanic kids. I can tell you about my family and how they, how they grew up. All right. Okay. I, listen, I don't have, I don't have the numbers uh, to answer for Hispanic kids. But we don't, you don't need numbers. I'm, I'm talking about the reality of a young kid who hears this and is going to school. A, a kid, a little kid. Don't ma- to try to imagine a kid without color. And you heard the police. You can't do that. You I, can't I'm do that. I'm asking you to do that right now. Who's the Spanish version of Tamir Rice? Off the top of your head, go. I don't have that. Exactly. I don't have, but you don't think. You, you don't have it. Yeah. You know, we got Tamir I know, Rice. I know, I know there's Hispanic Who's, kids that's been killed. Well, goddammit. We know that there's a lot of shit out there that exists. But until you can give me names and facts, what are we talking about? Give me, give me, give me, give me the uh, uh, Hispanic version of Freddie Gray. Uh, how about my, the Hispanic version of someone in my family who lived in L.A. who was shot okay. by the police and killed? Okay. Okay. How about how about just that I have that experience and I know what I'm talking about and Who's not this? saying and I'm not saying that that lends any more credibility to this. What I'm saying is, without any of that knowledge, as a small child at six years old, I think that you should be able to go to school without being fearful of the school. Yes, we're in agreement as far as that goes. That's theoretically yes. But the reality is, all those other children are not under the target of cops to kill black people. But do you think the cop at the school is there to kill black kids? He may not be. He may not be. But he may not be. What's the chance? What, what do you, how many? How many of the cops at the schools do you think are there to kill? Out of out of a hundred schools, Andy, what's Andy, the percentage? Andy, 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 I, I don't know. But when it does happen, how many of them you think are Asian? How many of them you think are Hispanic? How many of them you think are white? How many of them do you think are Indian? How many six-year-olds can, can take this and decipher what this really means? That's my question to you. I understand that. And if a six-year-old can be taught to hate, they can be taught to do the right thing. There's never an age too early to be taught to do the right thing. This is not about hating. This is not about loving. This is about telling you that someone at the school is there 
killer cops sitting on every school where white children... Now, there's Remember nothing about were... Hispanic children. There's nothing about Asian children. They just separated two groups of children, and they said that the cop is there to kill them. Do you think that's what you want your kid? If you have a, your young black son, is that what you want him to hear when he goes to school? What do I want him to hear? What? That there's a cop out there, a killer cop waiting to kill him at the we school. We just talked about this on the, on the movie American Skin. That conversation is had early. Yep. So then what are you talking about? You want to... Do you want, do you want, do you want your I son... I want you hold to up. do it. No, no. No, no. You just said, do you want your son to think that there's a cop in a school that'll kill him? But yet we have to have that conversation with our sons and daughters early about the possibility. But by you. As opposed to who else? Not a blank letter that comes from the school to tell kids something that the school is I don't give a fuck who it comes from from the school. If the school is telling white children to be educated on the fact... There's nothing about education about here on this. There's nothing about educating... So the body's dropping like flies. That isn't educating a six-year-old. That's scaring a six-year-old. Scaring which six-year-old? All six-year-olds. Who's all? All six White years. kids? White kids, black kids, Mexican kids, Asian kids. When you, you, you say really, you really think that applies to white kids? Bodies no, 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 because it says by violent white hordes. So it doesn't okay, apply. So, so oh, only oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Black bodies drop like, like flies by, by violent white hordes. So we know that white kids don't have to worry about that. Right or wrong? Let's go there first. Okay. We know that white kids don't have as to long as, this, wait, 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 Andy, as long as that's a- true. Andy. As long as the statement's true. What do you mean, as long as it's true? You're telling me that there's violent white hordes in the school that are going to take out the kids. I'm not disagreeing Remember with you, Aries. You, I'm no, saying no, there's but, a better way to but educate you're try, But you're trying to defend something that I'm telling no, you. No, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm trying to say Okay, remember when you is, said to me, we should have a buzzer? Yeah. When you, that's what it is right now. Okay. Because you're not listening. I am listening. No, you're not. Let's go with the statement again. Black bodies drop like flies by violent white hordes. Now, again, let's put it in perspective. Do we honestly believe that every black child that goes to school has to worry about violent white hordes in terms of numbers and perspective? No. But when it does happen, who's dropping like flies by white hordes? Agreed. White children? No. Agreed. I agree. Asian children? I agree with you. Indian children? Hispanic children, dude. Black children. What? What's your definition? Let's go. Let's go back with the other one. There's a killer cop. What is this? What is the saying? There's a killer cop sitting in every school. Do we really believe that there's a killer cop sitting in every school with the with the determination to kill black children? Of course not. Hold up. But we've seen footage upon footage of white cops slamming fourteen year old black girls to the ground committing acts of physical violence towards black children so what the fuck are you talking about what i'm talking who's who what footage have you seen of cops slamming white girls asian girls hispanic girls indian girls to the ground i'll bring you something for some hispanic kids i will if you want it but besides that because it's not a who has it worse that isn't what i'm trying to say here and you just said a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old. We're talking about a six-year-old kid that you're going to tell me. Andy, whether it's 14 or 16, what are you putting an age limit on what validates right and wrong? I'm saying this letter isn't appropriate for a six-year-old. It shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be directed towards any child because no child should be subjugated to the hands of violence at racist cops. 
No child. Never. Rick, okay. So what are you making the difference between 16 and 6? Yeah. Why? Because a 16-year-old can reason through this. A 6-year-old A 16-year-old can reason through what? Through this statement. Do you think a 6-year-old could seize the cop and now is... So gonna- when the cop goes to slam the 16-year-old black girl, what should she say to get him to understand reason-wise... That that's no, she can reason that and understand what this means. I'm saying a six-year-old is just going to be afraid of walking into a school. Okay, but the difference is the six-year-old black child is being taught the reality of what they can face at six. And do you think that it's appropriate for this, or would you rather have the conversation with your six-year-old to have it with them in a way that I you would, feel is I appropriate? Would, I would rather my six-year-old to be equipped with all the knowledge possible okay. from myself and from the school. So, and more importantly, I would really feel comfortable if it was taught to white children from the school system about what they need to know so that this could be prevented. I agree with you on all that. So then what are we arguing about? I don't think it's appropriate for the school to use this is all I said. I don't think that a six-year-old can – I don't think a six-year-old can reason that statement that the cop is there to kill them. And not only that, this is a school that is a liberal school in New York. This isn't a school where we're talking about when you brought up KKK. We're not talking about a school in the South where KKK are still running around. And I'm not saying there ain't racist in the school in New York. System. Okay, because last That's time I checked, racist cops in New York is fucking niggas up to. Too, yeah. But this doesn't even make a statement. It just says racist cops. It doesn't make a statement. It doesn't say white cops. I really think that there's an issue when you, when you with a six-year-old. They can't reason this. That's all I'm saying. In, in your own home, if you want to have that conversation with your child, I agree with that. So when a six-year-old, again, is taught by their racist parents to hate, to think a certain way, to behave a certain way, certain way, they're able to intercept that and execute what they've been taught. So they can't intercept the right thing and execute that? I haven't seen... Uh, I know. I, I know what you're going to say. That you see KKK kids in the, all the pictures and the. No, old. just answer the question. I don't. If, th- if if a, if a if a six year old can be taught to hate, say the word nigga once they're allowed to speak, and behave a certain way and think a certain way, then why can't they do the opposite in terms of good? I don't think that the kids can reason through any of that stuff. I think that that's. But funny. you think that they can comprehend the other shit and execute that? Which they seem to be able to do flawlessly based on what they've been taught. But do they even understand it at six? It doesn't matter what they've been taught. They're executing. They're saying it. They're doing it. So if they can say it, do it, and execute it from a negative standpoint, why can't they do it from a positive one? How is this? You're you're telling me that that language is positive. What language is positive? This there's a cop waiting for you at the school to execute you. How I, 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 we are totally missing on this because we're no, people. we're not. You're doing that cute little dance you do. No, I'm not. Andy, Andy let's break this down straight okay. up. Let's make this simple. Okay. Then you go right or wrong. If a child can be taught the moment it can speak to say nigger, whether or not it knows that that's right or wrong, that's what they've been taught. If they've been taught to believe a certain way, act a certain way. Talk a certain way. Why can't they be taught to act, think, and speak the opposite way? I believe that they can be. Okay, so what's the problem with implementing that 
early because this doesn't say that. It doesn't say to be a better person. It doesn't say how everybody should be treated equally. What it says is this has nothing to do with equality. This says that there's someone there to kill you. I don't understand how we're missing on this. Dude, there are times when you get it, and there are times when you act white. Well, then I'm acting very white You're acting very white, and this is why so many people of color email you and curse you the fuck out. Curse me out. That's why they curse you out, because I'm telling you what it is, and you refuse to see it. I understood everything. Listen, listen, listen. If if you if if scare if if shock that if shock system shock value if you have to tell a child, yo, black bodies are dropping like flies. And again, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with the extreme of it, but whatever you got to do to get the point across, to do what you got to do, to make kids, white kids, understand the difference between right and wrong, so that they can sympathize and empathize with what black people go through in this country, I don't think that there's an age early enough for that. Start as soon as you can. Okay. Tell me where this teaches a white kid. Tell me where it teaches a white kid. If you can show me in here where it teaches a white kid, maybe I'll understand better because I'm not seeing that. I just see... I, I see, like, if I was six years old and I was reading this, I would just be scared. Whether I was white or black, I'd be scared. Okay, but let's... Hold up. Let's not go whether you were white or black. If you were white, what would you be scared of? If I was scared, if I was white, I'd be scared that there's a racist cop out there. But how many racist cops are killing white kids, Andy? It, it doesn't make a difference. It fucking makes a difference. No, because it's a six-year-old. Jesus fucking Christ. Where's the white Tamir Rice? It's a six-year-old. He doesn't know about Tamir Rice. He doesn't know if it's and black or white. And he should kid. fucking know, Andy. Do you fucking get that? At he should know about Tamir Rice. six years old. Yes, goddammit. He can't make that oh, distinction. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Dude, you're answering your own questions. If you're white and you go, as a white kid at six, I would be scared knowing there's a cop that's going to kill me. What white cops kill six-year-old white kids? I wouldn't even be scared. If, as a six-year-old, if I could reason that, I'd be scared that if there's a black kid, the cop if is going to kill the black t- kid. If somebody told you that there was a fucking monster on your bed, under your bed at six, of course that would scare you. Right. But the reality is, ain't a monster under your bed. No, it's a the cop. The reality is, ain't no cops killing white kids. But I would even be scared as a white kid that they're going to kill a black kid. I'd oh, be afraid that a black sweet. kid would come to the school. How sweet. So now we're going to have the kids going to the black kids. You shouldn't come here, but there's a killer cop. You think a white kid would say that? But what a white kid should do is be ready to empathize and understand. And there's a way to do that, but you don't have to do it in this way. I would like to train my, I would like to speak to my own child. I, this didn't happen to my kids. My kids aren't these kids. You'd rather have a school do this than yourself. Andy, first of all, no black person is depending on a school to save their children. Black people are talking to their kids anyway because okay. we have to prepare them. You think we leaving it up to the school system Fuck to no. protect them? No. Okay, so then why even make that point? My point is, though, then why would you? I believe that the parents should be doing this, number and one. And we are. And I don't think that this scared, like you said, what you just said was a perfect example. If there's a monster under the bed. Kids think that there's monsters under the bed at six years old. 
This is more than I think that they can comprehend. That's all I'm saying. Seven, eight. So, so, so you think it's more than they can comprehend, even though black kids are taught to comprehend this early. Be prepared early to protect themselves early. And based on what we're taught, we don't have any guarantee as to whether or not those teachings will protect us or not. Because ultimately, if someone who is racist wants to kill us, there's nothing we can do about it. But if we're prepared and taught and equipped enough with the right tools, maybe we can navigate in a way that keeps us alive. So if we can comprehend that at an early age, why can't a white child be taught to understand what they should know to sympathize and empathize and understand and treat us the right way and talk to us the right way and have an understanding? I think it can happen. And I think that there's an educational way to do it. Again, I don't agree with the letter. You're mad at me because I don't agree with the letter. No, I'm mad at you because you keep trying to defend something that's indefensible. I'm not. What am I trying to defend? That I don't agree with the letter? You, you keep talking about the language is too harsh. I don't think that it's something that kids understand. And that's me. I don't think kids understand it. Like you said, a monster under the bed. They think monsters are under the bed. I, I, think, I think kids understand whatever you teach them. I think they understand whatever you teach them. But this isn't teaching something. This is reading something to them and saying, that's what you guys go do. All right. We're going to agree to disagree. And we've already spent 50 minutes on this. But I, before we agree to disagree, I agree with teaching the kids. But I want them to be taught not to be told. What, what, what does that mean? Taught not to be told? When you're told something, you know, like when someone says, uh, the stove is hot. And don't touch the stove, it's hot. What do kids do when they do that? They touch the stove because they need to know that they, they have to figure out that it's hot. That's being, that's not being, that's being told. The stove is hot, don't touch it. Teaching a kid is they'll burn you, don't put your hand on it, it's very hot. There's a difference between teaching and educating and, and just telling them something. This is telling them something that I frankly thought would scare any kid. It's my white opinion. That I thought it would scare kids. I also said that I would like to have other people compre- uh, uh, comment on what was happening here, and the conversation would have been better. Okay. So, so when you tell your child, don't touch the stove, and they don't do it, oh, and, they, and they touch the stove anyway, and they get burned, that's lesson learned? I don't know. That's what happens to a lot of kids. They still burn themselves because they were told, not taught. Right. So they were told, not taught. So what's the taught lesson? You could do something as easy as say, don't touch that. That's fire. That's hot. It'll burn you. And you could show them burn. You could do a lot of different ways. I told my kids that I don't even remember how I told my kids when they were six. It was a long time ago, but I taught them when they were four, five, six. I think these things are all able to be discussed. You can have conversations. You can educate kids. I just, I don't agree that that wording was the best way for a six-year-old. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be had. I'm saying. Can, is there a way you can tell me how you think you would word that differently? And take the line about black bodies dropped like flies by violent white hordes. Make the same point, but in a softer language. I don't know that I would write it in a softer language. I would oh, write it. Oh, my God. This that flip-flop shit you're doing. No, no, no. Have. I would want it educational. I would want to talk to kids. I'd want to show them things. I'd want to explain things. I have, I've had to grow. My kids 
I raised him completely different. We talked about things. We still we showed the, I showed them things. I I played uh, documentaries. We we talked. We had conversations. Right. This is this is just telling you something that I feel is just to. I don't know. I don't think that this. Uh, I'll say it this way. This is more helpful than nothing. Handy for president, baby. It's more helpful than nothing, but I think it could be done in a better way. That's all I've said. But what's the better way? Coming up with an educational way to communicate with children that it communicates this in a way that I feel would be uh, something that they could comprehend and they could advance their sub. Listen, you know, you know your ABCs, but when you were a little kid, you didn't know your ABCs, and then you str- you struggled to learn them, and then you learned them, and it's a process of learning. We don't just tell you that take you to start doing uh, division we take you through addition as a kid because that's all you can comprehend and as you learn more then it's easier to comprehend it i would start off with entry level this is why we do certain things this is why we shouldn't do things cops are this however we want to put this together but in a way that introduces the children to it and then grows them so that they grow into productive adults into into better people that's when we start off like this all they know is that cops are there's racist cops at the school waiting to kill them I'd rather them know that some cops fall under who they are as people and they can be racist and we need to protect ourselves from them. But at every school has a racist cop waiting to kill you. Sounds like no matter where I go, I'm going to be killed. And that's actually what that says. If you were a six year old and it says killer cops sitting in every school. Yes. Killer cops sitting in every school. How else would you interpret that as a young kid? All right. Send me my send me my letters. I I I'm not saying that the conversation isn't need to be had. I'm saying that it's a way to bring kids into the conversation that isn't that way. Gotcha. Now you don't you don't agree with me at all. And I don't I, agree with you. I know. And, and listen, so, so I, and, let's leave it at that. But though. listen, even if I don't agree with you, you're going to get a lot of emails of people you people from my people telling you why you're wrong and why they don't agree with you and you're still going to not listen. You're still going to stay in your position. So, so if, I get, if I get 50 letters from people that hate, hate this, what I just said, and I get two letters from people that agree with me, and they're, and they're as you just said, your people. Yeah. So am I supposed to disregard the two people and just go, oh, I fucked up because there's 50 people that didn't like what I said? If 50 black people are telling you the reality of our world. And two are, are telling me something different, are agreeing with me. Right. So those two are idiots, and they don't know what they're talking yes. about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because it's always the majority. I would rather listen to the majority of the people who go through it and who live it and who have a history of I just it. said two people live it, and they are telling me something different. If only two people do that. Them might be the same friends associated with Megan, Megan Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Them, uh, them seashell tight necklace wearing moccasins with no socks niggas. Well, since this is going to take up a whole hour, and this is probably going to be, uh, uh, do you agree with this? Uh, th- of this is how white people are. How we should the identify- eight white identities. Yeah. When I saw that list on real time, I'm not even sure what that meant. Well, this is this is how white people should look at themselves. They are either white supremacist or white <laughs> abolitionist, and their other choice. And and in that, they need to be a white traitor to be, which I don't even understand that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that list. 
you know, I, 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 I don't know what that list means and how that breaks down. I'm trying to figure it out myself, to be honest. Yeah, uh, you know. But this was all on that show. I mean, again, it would have been nice if Eric, uh, what's my man's name, Eric Dyson or Cornell West, Professor Cornell West, was on that show with them to give them the point counterpoint. I would have loved it. And then because, it- again, hearing white people complain about being, being victims, I just I don't know what you want me to do. do what, what, how much sympathy do you want me to have for you? I don't, I don't, mine is not about sympathy for white people. Mine was about the kids. Mine simply is about the kids. Yeah, well, that also feels like something easy to pawn it off on. Mm. The kids. No, because I'm saying this conversation needs to be had, but I think this is in a different way. This is a letter for an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old. Someone who can reason through that differently than uh, I feel a six-year-old can. As heavy as race is, you think a 13- or 14-year-old is that much more equipped to handle it or want to deal with it than a six-year-old? Yeah, I do, because there's a difference. The six-year-olds are watching whatever cartoons and, and, and animation and things to educate them, and 13-year-olds are going to... 12- and 13-year-olds are going to movies that have real uh, plot lines of human interaction. And they also have shows like on MTV like 16 and Pregnant. Are they just as equipped to handle motherhood and that responsibility? They have no choice if they're pregnant. As strange as this sounds, folks, uh, this was supposed to be Wednesday. But this will now be Friday, which when you hear us talking about coming to America, we will announce that this will be Friday. Yeah. That way, coming to America is Wednesday. Um Unless Steve can edit it better than that. No, I, I just, okay, just that's, like that's that? what it is. Like that? okay. We gave him the explanation. Um, that's why race is such a goddamn sticky conversation. All right. Well, thank y'all. Uh, that was the juicy. Uh, that was uh, an area we didn't expect to go. But uh, you got a third podcast for the week Yeah. on Friday. All right. Coming up right now, this is... Uh, this is uh, Cosmic Enterprise. Um, he says, you can tell your audience to follow me at Instagram at beats underscore by underscore the smooth. That's at beats, B-E-A-T-S underscore B-Y underscore V-S-M-O-O-V-E. Or visit website beatsbythesmove.com. B-E-A-T-S-B-Y-V-S-M-O-O-V-E.com. This is entitled To The Top. Enjoy.
könnyű fél lebe, 